in the background in the Knesset, amidst the uproar around the judicial reforms, another small step has been made by the current coalition in Israel. However, to understand this step, we must first go back to 2005. In 2005, Ariel Sharon was the Prime Minister of Israel. He had won the elections on the mandate of a right-wing government, and he himself was often referred to as the father of the settlements. But no one could have guessed the U-turn that his government would turn out to make. A couple of months after Ariel Sharon was elected to become Prime Minister, he promoted the Disengagement Plan in Implementation Law. This law made way for the Israeli disengagement from Gaza. It involved the withdrawal from 21 Israeli settlements in the Gaza Strip, known collectively as Gush Katif. In addition to this, four settlements in the West Bank were also withdrawn from and dismantled. Those four settlements were called Kadim, Ganim, Homesh and Sanor. This withdrawal, often called the disengagement from Gush Katif, resulted in huge protests from the Israeli right wing. In fact, the backlash from the Knesset members even caused Ariel Sharon to form a new political party. And even back then, Netanyahu had strong comments about the plan, following his resignation from Ariel Sharon's government. He said the following, quote, Only we in the Knesset are able to stop this evil. Everything that the Knesset has decided, it is also capable of changing. I am calling on all those who grasp the danger, gather strength and do the right thing. I don't know if the entire move can be stopped, but it still might be stopped in its initial stages. Don't give the Palestinians guns, don't give them rockets, don't give them a seaport, and don't give them such a huge base for terror. End quote. Clearly, his advice was not heeded by the government. One of the major arguments of the right wing was that giving the land to Hamas could only result in more terrorism and violence for Israel. And the following years have been evidence to the truth of these concerns. Hamas has turned Gaza into a terror state, often using foreign aid to assist in their war for the annihilation of the Jewish people. It seems they set this goal above the needs even of their own people, resulting in terrible oppression and corruption in Gaza. The people who were worst affected by the disengagement were the residents who lived in the settlements. Many of the people, many people moved to the Israeli settlements in Gaza to protest the actions of the government. Similarly, the soldiers who were picked to carry out the law were left in a moral quandary, not willing to evict Jews from their own land. And this resulted in outcry and many soldiers were court-martialed for insubordination. This is ironic, particularly at the moment, as soldiers on the left wing are currently holding the government to ransom by refusing to show up for duty over the judicial reforms. The chief rabbi of Gush Katif, that is the, the block of settlements in Gaza, had this to say at the time, quote, It took three decades, 30 years to build Gush Katif. It took three hours to demolish a settlement. It took three minutes to demolish a house. 
It is easy to ruin, but hard to repair, end quote. In the last couple of weeks, the first few incremental steps towards repair have begun. The government have just voted to repeal a portion of the disengagement law. This portion was the section of the law applying to the four settlements that were demolished in Samaria. Settler leaders and right-wing MKs have welcomed the move, calling it, quote, a first step towards re-establishment. Their vision is the complete repeal of the law, although this is clearly still some way off for now. This new development was particularly poignant for one MK from Otsma Yehudit, the political party run by Ben Gavir. Lemur Sun Harmele lived in Khomesh, one of the four settlements in Samaria, before the expulsion, and she in fact lost her husband in a terrorist attack nearby the settlement. And she had this to say about the Knesset's new legislation. She says, quote, Our vision is the complete cancellation of the disengagement law and the return of all settlements that were evacuated and destroyed. The four settlements in northern Samaria and the 22 settlements in Gush Katif, it is an inseparable part of the land of Israel, our homeland, and we have the right and duty to settle there, end quote. While repealing this law, as has happened in the Knesset last week, may be more of a salute than a change to the facts on the ground at the moment. Once again, it demonstrates the fundamental change of direction in Israel over the last decade or two. One of the major reasons for this change in direction is the total failure of the disengagement law. Ariel Sharon tried to trade peace, to trade land for peace, with the Palestinians. And in reality, the result was catastrophic. All that happened was the forming of a terror state right on Israel's front door. This failure has been apparent for all of Israel to see, meaning that the idea of trading land for peace is now far less popular in Israel. The ideology of the right wing, with Netanyahu being the chief proponent is to make peace from a position of strength. This was the case with the Abraham Accords. Peace with Israel was practical and advantageous for other nations because Israel have the means to help them in the regional conflict with Iran. This is peace from a position of strength as opposed to trading land for peace, more a position of weakness. This shift in Israeli thinking also has implications for the settlements in the West Bank. It seems now in Israel that no one in their right minds would be willing to take the security risk of evacuating well-established settlements in Judea or Samaria. In fact, steps are being taken in the opposite direction. Repealing the disengagement law is an example of this. As described in Ezekiel 36-38, we expect to see the settlements on the mountains of Israel continue to grow. And we are also waiting for the time of peace that is referred to before the Gogian invader comes upon the land. The failure of Gush Katif was a formative moment in modern Israeli history. 
affecting both of these areas of Bible prophecy. This has been Daniel Blackburn joining you for this week's edition of Bible in the Year.